milk cows, work all day in the fields, milk cows again, eat supper, then go to town and stay past midnight at a meeting of the school board. So God made a farmer. My administration will be focused on three very important words. Jobs, jobs, jobs. This man must be a minister, a social worker, a diplomat, a tough guy, and a gentleman. And of course he'll have to be a genius because he'll have to feed a family on a policeman's salary. From this day forward, it's going to be only America first. America first. We, the citizens of America, are now joined in a great national effort to rebuild our country and restore its promise for all of our people. Because today, we are not merely transferring power from one administration to another or from one party to another. But we are transferring power from Washington, D.C. and giving it back to you, the people. Hold on to your seats. Buckle up for safety. You are now entering another dimension with The Scott Adams Show. And that's right. My name is Scott Adams. You're listening to The Scott Adams Show. And I want to thank everybody for tuning in today. Wow, what a game. <laughs> the NFL's back. You know, uh, I said, I'll start, I'll start watching the NFL when they, uh, when they stop telling me to uh, stop hating and stop being racist in the end zones. And they sort of, uh, I think, moved away from that. And it was kind of refreshing to see these, the, the ad, particularly the ad about Christianity, um, I thought was a really powerful ad. It was a black and white ad. And um, I, loved, I loved some of the ads in the Super Bowl, but uh, that was quite a game. And I thought very calculated down at the end when Kansas City uh, kind of uh, they, they were going to go in for a touchdown and they slid and they were they were going to bank their win on a field goal like a chip shot. And I thought that was kind of clever. Uh, they went into half with the Eagles up 10 and uh, ended up with uh, deadlocked all the way till the end. And then uh, Kansas City kicked a field goal um but it was a calculated field goal uh they ran the clock down and you know basically they were afraid of what hertz and company uh could do the tight end over there with the eagles is just absolutely amazing and there was a lot of talk about this going into the game and and i gotta tell you uh they delivered they delivered um the one turnover by Hertz uh, really did them in. Uh, that was a that was a easy seven for Kansas City, um, but it was a great game, and the commercials were great, and uh, it wasn't nearly as woke as I thought it could be. Um, the halftime show is never resonating with me these days. Rihanna uh, turned out she was pregnant. She was anchored. And it really was not an optical illusion. She was really that high. And uh, yeah, it's kind of interesting. It was a great night for a lot of football fans. And uh, 
my heart goes out to the Eagles because, frankly, I thought there were some referee calls that uh, went against the Eagles. Um, that I thought, like, like for example, there was a reception. I'm like, the guy caught the ball. Why, why are we even debating it? And they debated it, and uh, I think that rule is so stupid. But every time they go to review, the NFL picks up $30 million. So I guess I would do the same thing. Yeah. <laughs> you know, that's really what I think. I think that in, at the end of the day, that's really what it's all about, a commercial break. Right. But call me a conspiracy theory a theorist. I'm starting to think, speaking of conspiracies, <laughs> I'm starting to think that maybe uh, these are UFOs, like like from outer space, these uh, balloons that are coming through our country. Everybody's talking about it. I was at this uh, Super Bowl party yesterday, and everybody was talking about it, asking me questions about the the balloons. And uh, and I even knew people that should know, and didn't know. And I find it very peculiar what's going on with these balloons. So the latest information I got from Fox and Friends today, and also there was uh, some reports uh, from Maria Bartiroma yesterday. And uh, so we're going to go ahead and cover that a little bit, along with some other uh, stories uh, that are uh, more political than a Super Bowl. But uh, the Super Bowl was one of those great Super Bowls. I thought that the play was really great. I thought that both teams showed themselves in high regard. And uh, it was a positive night uh, overall. And that's my takeaway for the Super Bowl. But this is not a sports show. So here, we're going to go ahead and play uh, first this latest report that we have on what it is that they're, these balloons might represent. Let's take a listen. We know this object shot over Michigan's Lake Huron yesterday is believed to be the same one that had been tracked over Montana this weekend. But of course, a very basic question here has been, are these additional objects balloons, perhaps similar versions of the Chinese spy craft shot down over the coast of South Carolina? Could they even be weather balloons? Well, Fox News' Jennifer Griffin asked that at a briefing last night. So I'm not going to categorize them as balloons. We're calling them objects for a reason. These are objects. Uh, I'm uh, not able to categorize how they stay aloft. I'm not currently tracking any other objects at this point. That doesn't mean there couldn't be more at some point in the future. Well, let's take a look back. On January 28th, that large Chinese spy flight first enters U.S. airspace over the Aleutian Islands. It's spotted by civilians in Montana on the 1st, then three days later shot down over the Atlantic. On the 9th, so Friday, a new object is detected over Alaska. It's shot down on the 10th. The same day, a third object is detected entering Canadian airspace. On Saturday, that's taken down. Then radar alerts to a possible new object in Montana. Fighter jets there scramble. And yesterday, an object believed to be connected to that alert is shot down over Lake Huron. Now, aside from the first airborne entity attributed to China, the origins and capabilities of these three additional objects are not yet known. Here's Democratic Congressman Jim Himes. 
I have real concerns about why the uh, administration is not being more forthcoming with everything that it knows. But part of the problem here is that the, both of the, the second and the third uh, objects were shot down in very remote areas. So my, my, my guess is that, that there's just not a lot of information out there yet to share. Well, Republican Congressman Michael McCall says the Biden administration had set a dangerous precedent earlier this month. The motivation intent's clear here. They want to, to get imagery, get intelligence on our military capability, particularly nuclear. And that's why that balloon was so dangerous. And it was so dangerous for the president to allow it to go forward once it entered U.S. airspace. Well, Defense Department officials said last night that part of the reason for the surge in objects being detected in the air is not due to enhanced radar and increased scrutiny in the skies, guys. Okay. Thank you so much. Yeah. So, so that's what they did. They uh, NORAD uh, changed the the uh, sensitivity uh, to what they could see in the sky, and that's that's how they're able to pick up a lot more of this. Are they weather balloons? I mean, one would have already reported that, right? Are they from outer space? I mean, if if they're coming from China, you got to already know that they're from China, right? So there's a lot. Again, this goes back to my CIA uh, coverage. The biggest the, the the thing that the CIA stuff that I was talking about uh, last week was all about really is about government secrecy, where the private sector and the public sector. So the public sector is the government, and the private sector is the citizen. And the citizen no longer has privacy, and the public sector keeps everything secret. And this is flipped upside down on its head. And that's... To me, that's a real problem. Take a listen to this, for example. Justin Trudeau introducing digital ID. And we're going to get back to the balloons in just a moment. But to cover the point that I'm talking about, your privacy is gone forever if you allow the globalists to dictate the terms and utilize these weaponry. And I wouldn't be surprised if this is another globalist move because they have no problem in mass killings, genocide, putting a, a bioweapon out there or regulating and putting locking people in their homes and stuff like that. We already know that they're capable of doing all of that. We've seen it with our own eyes in just the last few years. So there's no limit to the length that they'll go for the power that they're seeking, right? But let's take a listen to this. Podcast regarding the digital IDs. Yesterday in Canada, Justin Trudeau met with all of our provincial premiers and basically told them that we will not be able to get funding for our healthcare unless the premiers agree to the digital IDs. I will show all the proof. Now, those of you who think that digital IDs are great, they are not. Let me show you what the what these digital IDs will actually entail when it comes to control. 
Here's an overview basically of everything that will be included in the digital IDs. This can be found on the WEF website and also on all of the provincial and government websites. You will have healthcare. You will not be able to access any healthcare without this digital ID. Financial system. You will actually not even be able to carry out bank accounts or carry out anything online regarding financial transactions. Food and sustainability. This says for farmers and consumers, you will not be able to get into stores you will not be able to even sell um, anywhere once they have this system in place this is where the digital currency will come in travel and mobility we saw that with the arrive scam app um, humanitarian responses which is basically just garbage it's in case something happens they will be able to track and find you um, including if you don't want anything injected in your body e-commerce you will not be able to shop online then you have social media platforms you will literally need this id in order to get tiktok Twitter or Facebook, no more fake accounts. You have e-government, so if you want your taxes done, any sort of benefits from there, you will need this. Then it gets even scarier. Telecommunications, you will not be able to actually get an internet provider without this digital ID, and they will be able to track you. And then up there, you have smart cities, and we all know what those are. Those of you who think I'm lying, here's the federal condition in order for us to access our money, our tax money. This is basically a hostage situation of our tax money. And what you will see is instigators, government instigators under Twitter, under Justin Trudeau, that basically say we need to push our provincial um, governments to, you know, get the money so that we can spend it better. No, we don't. We actually need to call our provincial governments right now, today and tomorrow and every single day until they scrap this digital ID. They cannot pass this without our approval. So I need everybody in Canada to call your provincial governments and literally tell them that this is not going to happen. If we need to privatize, if we need to somehow get into a different system of healthcare, we need to do that. As for everyone in the United States, you're kind of lucky because um, your healthcare is privatized. There's also a lot more internet providers, some that will not go along with it because of capitalism. So your money is actually speaking a lot um, louder in the United States. But Canada, this is coming down the pipeline and it's coming down the pipeline fast. So do you hear what she's saying? You know, and th th this is <laughs> this is what that desperately desperately dude uh, Barack Obama was all about, right? He studied under Saul Alinsky. This is why he wanted Obamacare, right? Think about it. Oh, it's going to be great for everybody. Everybody should have health care. Everybody, everybody. You know, next thing you know, you have. Healthcare controlling your money, controlling your speech, controlling everything. You know, because when it comes to your health, you can't bargain. And look, I agree. Everybody should have health care. Uh, everybody. They, they got to learn how to make this more affordable. Um, and I think there's just too much gouging and profiteering. There's, there ought to be some regulations. The, what you really and truly need is the opposite of regulations. You need free capitalism, free markets. I mean, t for too long, our so-called private industry was controlled by lobbyists in our health sector. And what would happen is that 
you would have a choice. Like I remember this. I was a I I ran a company and I had employees, and it was um uh, I forget the names, but one was one was Horizon and one was um it was all Blue Cross Blue Shield that we were being delivered, and one was called Horizon that was for like New Jersey, and then the um <clears throat> Blue Care Blue Cross East or something like that was for Philadelphia. So I had employees that would come over from Jersey and I had employees that lived in Pennsylvania and they each had to get this. They got the same plan essentially because we were working with a broker. They got essentially the same plan, but there were different names. And I've seen this also in electronics where you'll get like a Sony 590A and then you'll get a Sony 590B and you know they're the, essentially the same exact stereo or whatever but when Circuit City or someone now out of business I uh, would say lowest prices in town guaranteed lowest prices you'd say well I got a cheaper one over here this 590B and they like well that's a 590B that's something different uh, we're selling the 590A so, you know, they're basically saying it's a guaranteed lowest price because they're the only ones that sell the 590A. It's the other guy that sells the 590B, right? And the same thing is true with medical, right? So, you know, it would be the way they get away with that is through lobbying in in Congress. And it's these politicians that are allowing this to happen. And frankly, it, that's that's where you get to an undesirable uh, result. What you truly need is true competition, and that's what President Tr- Trump was advocating, and that's what they didn't want any part of. He said, uh, "Take the boundaries off of the states and allow free competition." So that the person living in Ohio can buy a a medical plan from Arizona or a medical plan from anywhere. You know, and and that would have been that would have. And then, of course, tort reform is is good. But you got tort reform, you got you got uh, open markets. But that would have been where they would have had to cut their profit margins more than in half. Because their profit margins are so inflated. And then what else did Trump do? Trump said you have to reveal the prices. What does it cost for an MRI? You got to put the price out there. What does it cost for this pill? What does it cost for any of this stuff? You got to make the prices available to the public. People need to be able to shop around. Now you can't shop around for medical procedures, but that's up to the insurance companies to really dictate the terms of the prices with the medical. Uh, so, you know, your medical doctors, um, if you're going into surgery, might charge $32,000 for a surgery. And then it turns out that the uh, if they're going to want to stay part of a network where they're getting all this payment, through the insurance, the insurance is going to pay them, say, no, we're not going to pay you $32,000. We're going to pay you 12000 you're going to eat 20000 And the guy's going to be like, okay, I spent six hours in surgery. I'll take 12. <laughs> it's better than nothing. 
right? So that's the way it works. But we definitely have to get away from this government health care. And it's possible to have private health care that's better. And you just heard this woman say, because we have private health care, and I don't even know how private it is in America anymore, but I, because we have this private health care, you know, through corporate, through your job and things like that, um, we are... We're a lot further away from this dictatorial tyranny that's coming from a globalist mentality, you know, where they actually honor swastikas and groupthink and liberalism and socialism and communism in the name of so-called their brand of democracy, which is their vote, not yours. Because... The people that are running the show right now are not the people you voted for. And frankly, this bait and switch is getting a little old because no way, you know, I just heard the New York mayor say, we're going to reinstate masks mandates. I'm like, what the heck? I went to a play over the weekend and because there was no understudy, I had to wear a mask to the play. I couldn't believe it in Virginia. It was very bizarre. Very bizarre. Masks don't work. It's so proven. And they're not dictating what kind of mask you should wear. You can wear any kind of sloppy mask. Just as long as you have a cloth over your face, you're going to get in. And so I, I just, it's not, an, it's not about science, folks. It's not. It's about something else. And you could, you could poke a stick at it in six ways till Sunday and figure that out. But it's, it's not what you think. All right, so we're going to continue with this balloon thing. And uh, there's a couple of more clips I want to play. So um, here's this one. This was also from Fox and Friends. This was, uh, a, uh, I think it was a congressman. Let's take a listen. Not, Bi- not Biden administration <laughs> officials. Oh, this was um, Dan Sullivan. from. He's an Alaska senator. All right, take a listen. Uh, from Northern Command. And, you know, I was on the show just Friday. Boy, what an unprecedented weekend. My advice continually for now has been two things. Hey, continue to protect the airspace. That's your job, Northern Command. Shoot down things that you don't know what they are, if they're a threat. But the real key right now, in my view, is surge operations to recover these objects that we've shot down so we understand the nature of the threat. They are doing that, but we need to get our hands on these things to figure out what they are and do they pose a threat. Senator, uh, it looks like the last couple... Uh, don't have it. They're not really in command of their navigation, uh, much like uh, unlike the last one that we blew up. We're trying to fish out of uh, uh, the South Carolina waters yeah. off Myrtle Beach. So there could be a difference. We also see that China might have depicted some type of uh, object over their land. Are we answering them offensively doing what they're doing to us, perhaps? 
Well, as you might remember on, on Friday on Fox and Friends, I said the number one thing we need to do is reestablish deterrence, particularly as it relates to China. I would be very skeptical of what the Chinese are saying right now. Remember, they're still saying that the one shot down off the coast of South Carolina was a weather balloon. That's actually not true. It wasn't a weather balloon. It was a spy balloon. And, and you're right. These, these ones that are being shot down, they're different nature. The one that looks like that was shot down over Alaska is different from the one that was shot down over Canada, according to the briefings that I've been given. So, again, with regard to China, um, I think we need to assume the worst right now on what these balloons might be. Assume that they're adversary surveillance. Assume that they're objects that are probing for weakness in our defenses. And if we're wrong, okay, then we can be wrong on that. But right now, I think it's um, smart to assume the worst. Right. And, if they're less, and if they're more benign, when we find that out later... Okay, but at least we're doing the number one thing that we're supposed to be doing is protecting our nation. Senator, why are we picking this stuff up now? Why are we seeing these objects in the sky? Have we changed the sensitivity? Have we changed our focus? Or are there more things in the sky? Have you gotten an answer on that? Well, look, right now they're saying that we're changing the focus. I'm not so sure that's true, right? And what I've been saying to the... Biden administration. Now, this goes beyond our military, who I think is, by the way, doing a great job. As you know, Brian, these missions, our guys in Alaska are doing exceptional work. They're working around the clock. These are not easy missions. But um, with regard to why and what we're seeing, this is where I think the Biden administration needs to provide more transparency to the American public. You know, our, our military intel agencies they're, they're normally secretive, but we live in a democracy, and if you don't start providing information, people can wildly speculate, and we don't want that. So what we need right now is more information on all of these kind of incidences so the American people have full information. I think that's going to be really important in the next few days. I agree. And uh, so he just underscored what I've been saying, which is, we need transparency. We need our public officials to stop classifying everything. We need the public officials to stop treating the private citizens as ignorant and stop keeping us in the dark, which makes us ignorant to the subject. And we need to be informed because they work for us and we can never ever stop remembering that. That these public officials with all their high accolades and all their money and impressive status in life. They work for you. You're their boss. And they need, they need to start acting like they're our servants if they want the luxury of power and influence and the purse strings that come out of your pocket. You're the one that's paying their salaries. And you're the one that's ceding power to them with your vote. That's why election integrity is sacred. And that's why ta you know uh, our representatives need to represent us. That's why the globalists at the World Economic Forum and at NATO and the NATO Alliance 
and the United Nations shouldn't have any impact whatsoever on your life. They should not be dictating standards, methods, guidelines, or any other blueprint that impacts your life. They are not representatives. They are not elected officials. All they are are super rich uh, people with a lot of influence. All right. So we've got one more thing here, and this is uh, from Maria Bartiroma. And let's take a listen. Have relate- Oh, yeah, this is about um, Joe Biden. Uh, and Joe Biden, he thinks that the relationship with China is all hunky-dory. And uh, it's, it's, it couldn't be further from the truth. Now the question is also, um, before we get into that last clip there, um, is this a distraction from Pfizer and from all these other things? It very well could be a distraction from all of these other things. You know, while we're talking about these balloons, we're not talking about Pfizer. We're not talking about the U.S. blowing up the Nord Stream pipeline. We're not talking about big tech companies coordinating with the FBI and U.S. intelligence to censor Americans and influence elections. You know, we're not talking about the Epstein client list. We're not talking about deadly chemical release disaster in East Palestine, Ohio, not far from where I grew up. There's a lot going on, folks. And we need to keep our eye on everything. And we, unfortunately, can't trust the people in power, particularly the Biden crime family, who has sold out to China for the last 20 years, 15 years, 15, 20 years. And now... You know, who knows? Is he just a toll booth collector? Like on a turnpike or a bridge? Is he allowing these balloons to pass through our country so that they could pass, they can get um, mapping for uh, an app or something? I mean, who's getting paid off? You can't trust, you can't rule out anything, number one, particularly because the government has given us zero answers to the balloons and then the other question is are they alien objects are they from outer space are they from another another world that would be interesting and that would be something we should know first not last so you know I don't like the secrecy of not knowing what these balloons represent and are all about. But let's take a listen. Relations now between the U.S. and China have taken a big hit, no. frankly. No. How do you know? I know. I talked to him. You've talked to I've Xi talked Jinping? talked to Xi Jinping before, I, and our, our team talks to their people. During this and yeah, since? Yeah, after this. I haven't talked to him during this. Join me now on all of this is Wisconsin Senator Ron Johnson, who sits on the Homeland Security Committee. He is also a member of both the Senate Budget and Finance Committee. Senator, thanks very much for being here this morning. 
Good morning, Maria. I know you were briefed on this situation and without asking you to break any secrets in terms of what you know, can you give us your sense of why the Chinese Communist Party has sent this spy flight and was able to float throughout the continental United States over such important military installations? Because they, uh, they see, as well as sense, weakness in America right now. Uh, I mean, the clip you just played of President Biden, he, he's detached from reality. He's delusional. Uh, he, he denies that our southern border is open. He says that, it's, uh, you know, that, that we have control over it. Uh, we don't. And, and the fact that he doesn't acknowledge the fact that uh, what is happening here is alarming and puts our nation in peril uh, is itself alarming. Um, you know, we don't exactly have the A-team in place right now, which is also more than unfortunate. You know, one thing I've been warning, and again, I don't want to alarm your audience here, but uh, it, does, it certainly doesn't seem like these uh, uh, unmanned craft, you know, whatever, whatever these objects are. I mean, we saw the one balloon. I don't know what these last two objects are. Uh, they're not easy to detect. And I've been warning for years about the risk of a high-altitude nuclear blast that could create an electromagnetic pulse that could wipe out our electronics. Uh, even a geomagnetic disturbance could do the same thing, and we haven't prepared for it. We, we spend a trillion dollars on an infrastructure plan, and we don't buy the large power transformers that we could you know, put in place if the other ones are knocked out. These things are basically irreplaceable in the short term. Now let's dissect that mo- just that part that he just said there. Ron, uh, uh, Senator Johnson, Ron Johnson. They could be uh, upper altitude nuclear explosions that could cause electric magnetic pulses. Again, you remember the 201 event? Do you remember when they planned the pandemic and then the bioweapon came out of China? It was paid for by the U.S. Army and Pentagon and Dr. Fauci and NIH and um, all of his partners. Think about it. This gain-of-function research that he wasn't supposed to do, but he was doing. The cruelty to animals that was involved and all these other things that Dr. Fauci, the evil man, that evil, evil, disgusting human being, worse than Hitler, the liberal and the left loved Dr. Fauci because they're so moronically stupid. And they just believe what they're told by the left-wing media. And it's just a, a gobbledygook of nonsense. Honestly, it's so ridiculous. And it's so easy to see. I mean, I can see it a mile away. Do they have any ounce of skepticism whatsoever when it comes to their own belief system? Are they skeptical at all? I mean, say what you will about Trump. They hated him. And they wouldn't give him a chance. And the thing is, is that on the right, we've always remained skeptical. Why did Trump do that? Or why did he do that? He shouldn't have done that. You know, at least we could speak up and say the truth. There's a lot of things that Trump didn't do that were, uh, that there's a lot of things that Trump did that weren't exactly right. You know, a lot of his hires, Gina Haspel, Christopher Ray. I mean, you can go on down the list. I, I could spend the next 10 minutes talking about all the mistakes that Donald Trump made. 
But the point is, at least I can say it. I have eyes and I can, I can reason with the truth. But the left can't seem to get their head around it. And like I said, the 201 event was predicting a pandemic. And Dr. Fauci, a year before the pandemic, said there's going to be a pandemic. So it has a little bit more importance when you go over to World Economic Forum's Davos uh, this year in early uh, or late January. And what they what they had was they predicted a internet outage, and wouldn't an electric magnetic pulse cause that? And we have a caller calling in right now. So, uh, caller, you're on the air. Uh, yes. Good morning. Uh, I just wanted to give a, just a little recap on the Super Bowl. I'm here in uh, Phoenix, Arizona, and I experienced uh, for the last week here the. Uh, NFL experience, if you want to call it that, and that was an experience. But just a few of the things, uh, it's not all fun and games, and it's cracked up to be. Basically, it's for the elite, it's for the liberals, and uh, here's one of the things that happened. I had a sign, and it basically said, the power of prayer, Matthew 21, 22, learn from the immaculate resurrection, and uh, politicians and media uh, unite the country, don't divide it. And I got kicked off the audience at the ESPN uh, in the background. That was, wasn't anybody's way. They said, you can't have that sign. Meanwhile, there's two other signs there. Uh, and I said, well, what about them? And then he told me, well, this is a private event. I said, private? It's on public property. This is Old Town. It's a street. And the public is here. Anyway, long story short, I got kicked out. Okay? And I know it was because it had a couple of Bible quotes on there. And that was my first experience. So I got kicked out of Old Town, couldn't come back there with my sign, hold it up, but everybody else could. And then I went to the Super Bowl itself yesterday. Here's what the experience was. You want to get into the tailgate and not watch the game, but you can watch on a screen? It's only $250 for you. You want to walk into a bar, a restaurant around the stadium? It's only $250. You want to walk anywhere? It's just $250. That's what's the experience. And the other thing I saw, oh, the, I never and in my By life, the way, there were tickets going for fifteen to $25,000 each. Uh, yeah, well, those guys were eating their tickets. I was watching them. They were asking 6000 for them, and no one was even looking at them. Okay. There was a bunch of people walking around, all the wannabes and people that couldn't afford you know, a, a hot dog and a Coke. Less, less, less again for $250, because that's what they were giving you. They were giving you some drinks, a hot dog and uh, Cokes and a beer for about $250 to walk into the little venue. And it was everywhere. But the one thing that I'll tell you that scared me of the most was the police state military presence. I was watching 15 SWAT team members walk up, take an elevator to the top of the roof, snipers. Anybody cause any trouble, you'd be gone in a second. I never seen so many uh, uh, military uh, SWAT vehicles there, armored vehicles, I mean armored, uh, around cops, state troopers, the whole thing. It, it was, it, I got out of there, I left, I took a bus back uh, the first quarter and got out of there. I, I, it, was, it was not an experience, it was, it was a frightful experience, not an NFL experience. There was nothing good, good about it. Uh, even if I had a ticket, I wouldn't even go into the game. I, I, I'm not kidding you, I wouldn't want to go into the game. I got out of there. It, the whole thing, the whole week, was nothing but 
sardines, people drinking. That's all they were there. The Phoenix Open. It's nothing but, but, but they should call it the, the, the Phoenix Drink Festival. That's what they should call it. That's all it was. They want to compare a party. And 90% of them don't even get into these events because they don't have the money. You can't afford it, like myself. But uh, the elites, the corporate sponsors, 90% of them, those are the people who have the tickets to the game. They save probably 10000 to give to the little wannabes that want to get in. And uh, those, I think, started, what, $2,000, just to, just as a, as a place value. And now I heard the NFL is being sued today for uh, uh, price gouging on the ticket. So um, my bottom line, you don't want the NFL experience. Uh, watch it on TV. Watch the game. You'll have a better experience, a pleasant experience, and you can uh, do what you want, and you don't have to worry about a police state. Someone telling you, uh, get out of there. Do and, 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 and the crowd was horrible. The, the, the people, uh, it was just, it wasn't <laughs> You can tell from my voice, it wasn't a pleasant experience at all, and I would never go to an NFL Super Bowl experience again. I watched it on TV. I'll, I'll, I'll enjoy it much better. So where did you travel to Phoenix just for the Super Bowl? Yes. Yes, I did. Uh, uh, I okay. came from Rapid City, uh, uh, South Dakota, a okay. free state. Uh, I recently escaped from Communist California, and I left that state. And uh, it, it, uh, I want to be in a free state. So South Dakota is a free state. We've got a, uh, a governor, uh, Christy Nome, who's a woman who believes in freedom. She was the only state that didn't close down for the vaccine and wear a mask and all that stuff. We have the two Republican senators. It's a beautiful country, a little cold in the winter. <laughs> but, you know, it's worth your freedom. So you traveled to, to Phoenix just to experience the Super yes. Bowl, even yeah. though you I didn't have to- a ticket to to watch, you didn't have a ticket to watch yeah. the game. Where, where did you? By the way, the, may I ask where did you watch the game? Uh, I okay, so I went to the stadium. I couldn't take it, so I took a bus all the way back to my hotel room, and I got I got to my hotel room at halftime. So I watched the second half. Uh, I missed the first half, and I watched the second half on my uh, TV in my room. It okay. was a very nice experience. And I'm glad Kansas City won. I'll tell you something. The people, the people of Kansas City fans are much more sophisticated, polite than the ones in Philadelphia. I know you were from Philadelphia, but Philadelphia people were just nasty, arrogant, loud, and they want to fight everybody. And I'm not saying all of them, but the majority of them were Philadelphia fans there. So I don't know what happened at the game, but I wanted to get out of there because they said if they lose, they're going to be fighting. <laughs> so I have no 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 knowledge of what happened in that uh, aftermath, but I'm sure there was fights and trouble because they drink heavily and they're very arrogant. They have that uh, you know chip, and and you could tell they have that liberal mentality. Those fans from there, and and they're in your face. Kansas City was a little more, you could see, lower key, nicer, Midwest type thing. And uh, it was it really, it, it was worth the experience. I wouldn't do it again, okay? But I learned a lot politically, and that was some of the reasons I wanted I want to see what the state of the country is. And okay. I'll tell you, when, when Katie Holmes went on to the uh, 16th green, the famous stadium green, where there's 17,000 people have watched the stadium on a hall, they booed, booed, and booed her. And uh, why? Why, they why did like they? Why did they boo Katie Holmes? 
Well, they know she's a legitimate. I was talking to a little. Well, I, I don't even know the story behind that, Katie Holmes. I don't. I don't even know what you're talking about. She she she, she cheated. Terry Lake out of the governorship. She cheated just like they cheated. The, the vote fraud was. Oh, cheated. Katie Hobbs. I don't care what Katie Hobbs. Yeah. Oh, Katie got Hobbs. it. Okay, I'm sorry. I thought you said Katie Holmes. Like I thought well, the, the I, I woman did. I'm that sorry. dated. I'm thinking of Mom, uh, Tom Holmes, Cruise. I hear that name, Pat. Yeah. I'm sorry. Oh, Katie, Katie Hobbs. Hobbs. Got it. Okay. Yeah, the, the, the criminal in chief. Yes. Yeah. Oh, they no. Her. They, okay, they, they, they boot her. They right off the green. Okay, they boot her. Wow. They right off the green. Everybody, 17,000 fans boot her. And, oh, and then I talked that's to a young, interesting. Yeah, yeah, it was great. It's on, <laughs> it's on Getter, and I watched it. It was great. I, I heard about it here. Uh, the media wouldn't wouldn't touch it here. Uh, oh, wow. The news, they wouldn't say one word about it. But it was yeah. on Getter, so you could. I watched the Super and, Bowl. Uh, I didn't see any sign of that. I, I didn't oh, see it. Of course you would. You're not gonna. The, the, the media's total. I got to tell you, I was co- I, I was I was cooking a little, but but uh, yeah, no, I I missed that. Yeah, they, they didn't show it. I don't. They think. turned San Francisco into a San, uh, San Francisco. I mean, Phoenix. And here's another thing. I I went to Arizona State. I lived here for 15 years, so I know that the state pretty good. It's changed dramatically. Yeah. But one thing that I know is the big, the homeless everywhere. Uh, 24th and Camelback at the bus stop, homeless people living at the bus stop with bags and bags, plastic bags with their stuff in it. Uh, Scottsdale, where I got kicked off, 25 foot around the stage in Old Town, uh, in, in Scottsdale, it's got some road. Mm-hmm. Homeless people living and sleeping in the front of the shops. They don't say nothing. There. The guy get kicked off for a little religious sign. It has a Bible quote on it, a big thing. Nothing yeah. offensive about it or nothing. And uh, Do you so know what she- Katie Hobbs is uh, tr- trying to do now? Katie Hobbs is going to offer free college for illegals. Of course. I'm telling you, she, she's a, uh, she's, she is a Gavin Newsom in, 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 in uh, heels. Okay. And I don't think she probably even wears heels. She probably, uh, but the, the woman is nuts. She's insane. She's right here. She's, Right here it is. Wait, wait. Check this out. Arizona Democrat Governor Katie Hobbs defends her $40 million proposal to provide in-state tuition and other financial assistance for illegal immigrants to attend college in the state. Let's take a listen really quick of this. You announced something uh, in your State of the State address, uh, a $40 million plan for students who are here illegally but be able to go to college mm-hmm. with assistance here in Arizona. Um, the House Majority Leader here, who is a Republican, said this about that plan. He said, Governor Katie Hobbs in her State of the State stated that she would like to invest $40 million to help pay for illegal immigrants to attend college in Arizona. What about legal citizens of Arizona or any other state? Yeah, we, we absolutely encourage Increased funding for Arizona's Promise Scholarship Program, which uh, which helps Arizona students. But our plan to create this scholarship program for Dreamers is right in line with Arizona voters, who overwhelmingly passed a provision in this last election to provide in-state tuition for Dreamers. You. They call them Dreamers Promises. You know, promises made to Dreamers, and she talks like a little kid, right? It's unbelievable. What that's going to do is that's going to open up the floodgates for more migrants to come to America at the middle class taxpayer expense. This is California West uh, East. Excuse me. Yeah. This is California East Arizona. Uh, I experienced the the West Side. Uh, you probably you get on a bus. Ninety percent are speaking Spanish. They don't even speak English. I experienced from the ground up, and I'll tell you something. 
this will used to be a beautiful state, just like California. Um, I hope they're doing. I hope they do what they do in New California. Uh, they're trying to do it in New California State. I hope they do it here, New Arizona. I, I, listen, we are in serious, serious trouble. What I experienced here this weekend, uh, I, I don't have a very good feeling. I, I hope maybe Carrie Lake will reach out to me and talk to me. I'll give her firsthand what I experienced from the ground up, from from the buses that you take, from two hundred fifty dollar experience just to get a hot dog, a hamburger, and a beer. Yeah. Uh, All right. Well, of, hey, listen, we got to run, but uh, thank you yeah. so much All for right. calling God bless in. you. Keep up the good fight. All right. Take care. Thank All right. You. Bye-bye now. All right. Wow. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, Katie Hobbs, man. I can't believe she's still leading. I cannot believe she's giving free education to... Uh, to these illegals. It's absurd. Um, there's a lot more stuff that we want to talk about. And um, uh, we're, a little, we're running a little behind. But uh, I, I want to I play, uh, continue to do, to do the Ron, uh, this Ron Johnson clip. So let's try to get this. All right. Listen. So we, we are not prepared for this, and we've got, uh, you know, to say the B team is probably even accurate. Uh, we, we, we do not have the A team on the field right now, and, and it should alarm Americans. Well, you have also been warning about the influence peddling operation underway in the Biden family. Uh, you have uh, attacked the FBI for having the Biden laptop all the way from the end of 2019, and yet... We still see Hunter Biden walking around, no accountability whatsoever for accepting money uh, from the Chinese Communist Party. And the Republicans on uh, in the Senate have also gotten in the way of your reporting on this subject. Isn't that right? And before he continues, ask yourself this question about Hunter Biden. When was the last time you saw Hunter Biden take an oath, swear under oath, that he's going to tell the truth under per- penalty and perjury? Uh, and be asked any questions other than from an NBC reporter that didn't ask any tough questions? And the answer is zero. There's been zero accountability. That doesn't happen by mistake, folks. Let's take a listen. Well, certainly while we were doing our investigation to Hunter Biden, I did not have the support of uh, some members on, on my committee, so I couldn't issue the subpoenas I wanted to. We were also trying to investigate uh, during COVID, which, which was not easy. But, uh, you know, the fact that the FBI had uh, Hunter's uh, laptop back in December 2019, as they leave the shop, they look over their shoulder and say, you know, it's our experience that people that don't talk about these things don't get in trouble. That was the opening salvo in their 10-month uh, setup to sabotage any revelation that that lap- laptop existed. And they did it in multiple, multiple ways. And you know, probably the most effective uh, effort of sabotage was the 51 intelligence officials who uh, said that the laptop had all the earmarks of a Russian information operation. That letter that they sent was an information operation itself and impacted and interfered in our election to a far greater extent than anything Russia could have ever hoped to accomplish. So the House has to call those uh, 51 uh, uh, intelligence officials before the House, be interviewed, try and find out who masterminded that interference operation letter. 
Well, we're looking at a picture of the three-carat diamond that you also reported about that was given to Hunter Biden by a Chinese official. Um, why would a Chinese official tied to the Chinese Communist Party give the son of the then the vice president, oh, and before that the son of a leading senator on foreign affairs, a, a three-plus-carat diamond? They were trying to buy influence. They're trying to probably buy information that they might have gleaned from him. We see that 22-point uh, memo that uh, Hunter sent out to Devin Archer uh, prior to his, his father going to Ukraine. Uh, so, again, this, this is pretty clear. Senator Grassley and I laid out uh, you know, all the troubling financial foreign entanglements that Hunter Biden and potentially Joe Biden had uh, prior to the election. But the media suppressed it. They censored it. And America was unaware of the, the type of compromise president they had put in place if they elected Joe Biden. But we did elect him. I didn't. But uh, the rest of the American public did. And, and now we have a compromise president that is just, again, detached from reality as it relates to China. And well, is that I, because he's compromised? It's, it's hard to say. Well, giving diamonds to people, um, we know that money laundering is done in, in, in terms of giving diamonds and, and jewels. Was that money laundering? Well, it's, it's one of the hallmarks of money laundering. Uh, we, we know that uh, Hunter Biden was paid a million dollars to represent Patrick Ho, who was convicted of uh, money laundering. So it's pretty easy to put two and two together. Uh, Chuck Grassley and I did it for the American public. But again, the media ignored it. Well, I'm just uh, I'm wondering if, in fact, this is one of the reasons that the CCP feels empowered to be able to send spy flights across America to take pictures of our military installations and, and why this president allowed that spy flight to get all the way in the middle of the country, all the way up to South Carolina. Um, uh, your thoughts on, on where this is going and whether or not Joe Biden, uh, they have so much on Joe Biden that they don't care. They're not expecting any repercussions. How much more could communist China well, do so to America with no repercussions? Th there's so many reasons. There's so many reasons that our adversaries would be emboldened right now. Uh, you take a look at uh, how President Biden is, is treating the military. They're, they're just concerned about woke politics uh, in, in the military. The, the embarrassing surrender in Afghanistan exuded weakness. Our, our growing, our massive uh, deficit spending, uh, inflation. I mean, everything that this president has done, driving up uh, uh, energy prices, a completely open border. Every action this president has taken has weakened this country. And again, I don't know all of the, the ways that Joe Biden is compromised in terms of his foreign financial entanglements, but the Chinese communist government knows, you know, Russia knows, Iran knows, and that's why we need to get to the bottom of this. I, I just completely reject the Democrats' uh, criticism of, of the House uh, investigations. These are yeah. incredibly important investigations. The American public deserves to know the truth. Absolutely. And that's where we're going to end it today. Um, we're going to pick up on all the other stuff tomorrow. Um, uh, thank you all for listening. Uh, be sure to check out our nonprofit arm, buglecall.org. Uh, you can find out who our um, founders are and our people on our board. Uh, uh, and basically the partner to that is magapac.org. So buglecall.org, magapac.org. If you want to get a, all the podcasts, go to scottadamshow.com. Use Red State over at mypillow.com. And we'll see you next time on the radio. Goodbye, buddy. <laughs>